Welcome back to Action Ignited, the place for personal development and growth. Here on this podcast, you're going to find all the tools and tips you need to ignite your passion and achieve your dreams. My name is Jason Hogarth. Here with my friend and co-host is Hat. And today we're going to dive into a routine burnout and ways that you can work through that. If your day-to-day is suddenly feeling like a never-ending cycle of the same thing, this is going to be the exact episode that you need. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, leave any questions that you do have in that review, and we'll be happy to get back to those. But with that, let's get into it. Is how are we doing today? I just oh, I can't stop staring at your uh, your whoop on your wrist because mine's still still shipping and I can't see it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> man, it is. No, it, it'll be here before you know it. I'm doing good. Um, I, it's, I like the question about the whoop because I mine broke recently. I got it. I think I got like shampoo in it or something after some time. I stopped like reading my data and I really got into all the data for some time. So when I had this period of time without it, I was kind of like deprived of, I need to see my stats and all that. Um, but we're doing good. We're feeling good. I'm excited for you to get your whoop. So that way we can be nerds together and talk some stats and all that good stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited mainly because I feel like it, it falls in line with the topic we're going to talk about today. Burn or routine burnout. Cause I never think to to recharge is something I need to be better at. You know, the the do as I say, not as I do um, type of thing. So I'm hoping that this can help me see uh, how much I actually drain myself. Yeah, no, it will. I think the cool thing with the whoop and it kind of blends into this topic is you never know, at least the first time that you start using the whoop it has to gather some data for you and like know hey this is in your case hey this is jason's lifestyle and it's going to read your heart rate and tie it into your overall stress and everything like that and i know for me when i first got it i was a little impatient as far as like well i need to see accurate stats now but it took some time to actually like understand my day-to-day and then it took some time where there's a life journal or like a journal log there where you can log in like hey i learned something new today hey i had meat today hey i took creatine and then it's gonna literally over time see if that benefits you or lowers your you know overall recovery and overall health so i think that's pretty cool on the performance side of things um but how are you feeling man they even ask you how are you feeling you're pumped about the whoop um what's going on with you yeah so all this our our conversations over the past few weeks have uh inspired me one to get that to start prioritizing um recharge recovery i think for me I'm, i'm feeling good now um i've been on go really since march and then last week was the first time i really took a step back and just kind of rested, recovered, didn't didn't go out and kind of overwork myself, uh, didn't do any workouts, anything like that. So feeling nice and recharged for, for this week. But for me, where I'm currently at, because uh, we're recording this a few weeks ahead of time, um, yeah, really just going through that. But now starting the new week, I'm kicking around the idea of starting 75 hard again, just for having that discipline structure, uh, you know, football training camps going on. So it's kind of like uh, a way to think about running my own training camp and putting myself through through that hell that we used to go through um two a days and all that but we'll we'll see what comes of it yeah man yeah i like that you bring up you know potentially or when you do go back to 75 hard because the nerd in me is like okay let's talk progressions now and it's i'll talk about specific progressions when it comes to training and i'll try to make it super simple um and this is how i look at things there's the certifications behind it and all that but I, this is how i've seen and found it work for clients and myself of 
okay, most importantly, like what is your outcome goal? Set your outcome goal as far as what you want to see. And that could be a specific weight on the scale that can be, um, you know, accomplishing uh, clothes fitting a, a different way. And through that, you kind of set some performance and some process goals. And the performance goals are the, the different things that you'll see along the way, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of call it. So if you ultimately want to see like 20 pounds lost it's like your performance goals is hey each week maybe i want to see like a pound or a half a pound gone and then your process goals can be like hey i'm going to strength train x amount and run x amount eat this eat that macro and a micro within that it's like a big overall theme and the little things along the way but when it comes to progression specifically you know you just gave an example of hey i did 75 hard i did it for a set period of time i took some time away continued the lifestyle part going back into it i immediately think that with training so like when it comes to training i always say four to six weeks are what you'll typically focus in on because four weeks your body will start to change that six weeks gives you a little bit of a buffer space within that um but when it comes to training you do something consistent for four to six weeks, and then you progress it. From there, you you might be progressing your movements. So if I did body weight and dumbbell movements for four weeks, you can kind of progress to, hey, cables and barbells the next. And these are just kind of hypothetical examples. Um, then your reps can be progressed. You know, for four weeks, I'm going to be working at eight to 10 range for general adaptation, general change, you know, for your weeks of eight to 10 or eight to 12, I should say, or even five to eight, let's reverse that. So four to eight, and then like a eight to 12, whatever the case, four week blocks, then you know that, hey, I'm going to switch to this eight to 12, go a little bit heavier, build some more muscle, then maybe your last four weeks, you're going to do some strength to lower the reps even more to like a five to six, and then heighten the intensity really high. The entire point that I make with that is you just want consistent change every four to six weeks so your body doesn't get too used or adapted to what you're you know getting done so hopefully that made sense if you want to ask any questions to kind of simplify that or even talk about kind of your experience of like the physical side or the mental side of all that um please go ahead man yeah i mean i think uh to sum it to sum it up because that was some great detail it's muscle confusion looking at it of like always kind of confusing the body of what's coming next. So that way it always has to be adapting. I think even when we talk about, you know, general routine, while a routine's great, it, it can turn into a rut. So I feel like there's different levels of a routine of there's certain things that are a part of your life because you need them to be. So whether that is fitness related of building this structured routine to get you to an end goal, whether it's, you know, I just need a morning routine. So I'm more productive in the morning. I say hi to the kids, say hi to the the husband or the wife. That way you actually can set your day up for success. I think what people think about is just this solid fixed routine. And the way I always look at it is for me, a routine needs to be something that changes. Uh, it gets boring and repetitive if you do the same thing every day. For some people, it does work. I can only do that for a set period of time, one to two months. And then I'm like, I need to do something new. So, you know, even for me, like during this time of football season, I like to watch good morning football. So I'll put that on in the background while I do some type of like stretching and play with uh, my dog Nala. And like, that's my routine that we would call it in the morning during this time of year. 
But then other times a year, like I don't care to have the TV on. So it might be reading or something else in the morning. So I think having some, I don't want to say randomness because like it should be planned and it should be benefiting your kind of higher purpose of whatever your goal is, but just some change to to switch things up, whether it's your daily life or your your fitness routine as you detailed. Hmm. I got a good question with that. And uh, you may have to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, let's talk about like routine as far as, you know, we're, since we've talked about whoop and I gave some more nerdy stuff about, Hey, progressions of reps and intensity and all that with the data, you're an Apple watch person, right? Yeah. Well, it was not, not okay, anymore. Perfect. That's <laughs> what I was going to ask. So that broke or went away, whatever the case you could share what happened there, but talk to us about, when that kind of went away, like, did that change your routine? Did that change your structure? Um, did that cause anything as far as screen time to to change? Like, give us some detail about that. I know we got to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So the the day we talked about it, like two or three days ago, was the first day uh, without uh-huh. it. So it hasn't been that long. So no overarching trends yet. But I would say the the purpose behind it is to lower screen time. Um, and kind of in this world that keeps getting more and more digital, um, reverting myself back to the real and what's in front of me as much as I can. I feel like what I got inspired by was your trip that you took camping that, uh, you know, we, we poked fun about it, about the city boy going out into the woods, but seeing your whoop data of how like refreshed you were when you actually did that trip and you went to the the beach and all that opened my eyes to, it was just something where I was sitting there on the couch on the weekends. And every time my Apple watch vibrates, whether it's, you know, uh, Twitter, Instagram, someone texted me, whatever it is, it makes me go to my phone, whether I go to that thing or not, or I go to a different app, I'm on my phone and it's like, I could be in the middle of a conversation with someone. I'm going to look at my phone to see what it is. One, it's extremely rude. Two, it's not the way I want to live my life. So it's like, I need to get away from the Apple Watch. But I still did like the workout tracking aspect of it, even though it wasn't in depth. It was just, I can time my runs, stuff like that. So that's kind of what led me back to asking you uh, what your thoughts about Whoop were and if I should should do that. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say the biggest thing for me was reducing the the notifications, um, and screen time for me. I love that. I also, have you find, and it's still kind of soon, but is there any correlation with better sleep or anything? Because you don't feel maybe as, uh, tempted to, Hey, I'm going to look at my phone. I'm going to scroll or, or how do you feel there? I don't know. It's a good question. We actually meet Megan and I have perfected our sleep routine. She, I I resisted it for a while, but she swears by brown noise. Um, it's like white noise. It's Mm -hmm. like white noise, but it's brown noise. Apparently it's like, it, I don't know. like makes you think about nothing easier where white noise could be like distracting. So Uh for whatever reason, it works really well and I fall right asleep to it. It's great. So if you're having trouble sleeping, try brown noise. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's great. I don't know much about it. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, Brown. I'm going to have to look that up. No, that sounds brown noise. I feel like that um, yesterday I mentioned to you, and I may have mentioned it already in our episodes. One of the things I've began to want to add is meditation. And this week I haven't done it to consistent structure. Um, granted, like I've kind of just freestyle when I do it now. It's not like, hey, I need to do this guided or anything like that. Um, And last night was one of the nights where 
I set a on the whoop. I was going to track just some breath work and focus in on my breaths, and I fell asleep. It was like two minutes, nice. and I completely fell asleep. I woke up the next morning. I was like, "Where's my phone?" And I was laying on it. Good problem to have. Hey, now you know to put it on the charger beforehand. Uh, that, but. Yeah routine burnout i was burnt out by doing the the almost set routine of let me meditate here in this exact way so i decided to change it up a little bit i slept like a baby that's uh, honestly that's great i mean hey who even knows if you slept you may have just been in that transient state of meditating the whole morning floating (laughs) just floating over our bed that's actually kind of terrifying to think about yeah let's let's not go there we're not going like insidious or (laughs) whatever we'll save that for our halloween themed episode yeah there we are Although like, it's not far away. Although they start selling chocolates, like Halloween chocolates at the supermarkets. How do you know that already? It's crazy. Cause I start, I, we went grocery shopping this past weekend. And it's literally, it's insane. Halloween chocolate, but I don't want to get sidetracked in Halloween. Well, real, real quick sidetrack. What's your go-to Halloween candy? We need oh, to that's now. a hard question. I just picked three things. Actually. All right. One thing, Kit Kat. Are you, how about you? And then are you a sweet or actually I should just let you answer this one then. Cause I was going to say, Oh, chocolate or sugary, but they're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm like mixed. I would go for a Reese's cup, but at the same time I would be just good as one. tempted for like sour patch watermelon. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah all good choices. But yeah, uh, I, I did look up brown noise. So brown noise is all the rage and for good reason. The deep oh. soothing noise can help promote better sleep, reduce stress and anxiety and help you stay focused throughout the day. Wow. Interesting. I don't think I would use it to stay focused because I've associated it so much with sleep. I think if I tried to listen to that while I was working, I'd just knock out. But all yeah. right. It sounds good. Outside of that, getting getting back to what we're actually here for, the the routine burnout side of it. Um, I guess on the the physical side, um, you've been working with clients for what almost three years now, a little more than three yeah. years, something like that. Yeah, what, what would you say is the the biggest thing when someone reaches that point of how they can kind of pivot out of it and get themselves back into a good routine where, you know, they they feel motivated too. I know we talked about motivation and discipline, but yeah. we want to, we want to all feel motivated about what we're doing. So anything that you've seen work really well with your clients? That's a really good question. I think it's consistently finding something that can excite you. So what I mean by that is, you know, when you train specifically for at least like 12 weeks, it's three months, you can see a certain goal happen. Then it's like, Hey, what is next? Um, so I continue to try to find what that next thing for them is. And it could be a pure performance goal and not as much of an aesthetic goal. So I might see like, Hey, I want to hit a 30 inch box jump and I'm only at like 24 right now, or it's, Hey, I want to lift a certain amount of number, at least like with something like that, we can consistently pursue that. It'll take a little bit of time. We'll make it realistic enough as far as timeline. And then we can accomplish that and reach a new one. Um, but it's consistently refining, Hey, what's the next thing we want to kind of pursue? Cause then through that, you can create the habits and the discipline discipline gets formed. And then God forbid, on the flip side, if we don't hit that goal, sometimes we have to refine the entire structure and routine that can make it a little bit more simple to get there. And sometimes the timeline gets stretched out. Um, I hope that answers that question. It's just, it's all about consistently finding what they want to pursue next. It's so easy for us as a coach just to say, Hey, like you're going to do blah, 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 blah. Sounds good. Okay, let's do it. And if somebody doesn't want to do those things and they're just being persuaded to do it, they'll easily lose the drive to keep moving forward with that. Love that. Now, um, shifting gears slightly, 
Mm. What are your, what's your takes on the, the rest and recovery side of things, whether it's rest days, um, having planned rest weeks after a certain period of time of training, what are your kind of opinions on that? That's really good. Um, I used to be firm believer. I used to be a firm believer in like a deload week because um, we did it as athletes. And when I first got into training, like just for myself, I used to research all these things. I'm like T Nation and read different articles. So I've read a little bit of everything. Um, and the whoops made me realize that you don't necessarily need a deload week unless you really went over and strained. So all that means is your central nervous system will get taxed a certain amount. And when it does from training physically and through like stress of life and work, you will feel really exhausted and drained. You may feel like kind of like flu-like symptoms, like really down um, if you get to such a high level like that. So something like that will really call for some rest, some extra sleep, some hydration, um, eating foods uh, that will help with inflammation. And I think also some active recovery within that. Um, so as far as complete like rest, as far as deload week, I'm not a big uh, fan of it anymore. As far as rest days, if somebody trains four days, I always say like, hey, get a break in between. So like two on, one off, two on. And then that one off could just be a walk. It could be some mobility. I think that's one um, example, but I think you, you use it as you need. And I do like no more than two rules. So you don't want to do like nothing for no for more than two days because it's a lot harder to get back into routine with that. And then the last thing I would say, it almost just depends on the in the individual. So like I know, for example, and you could share your experience, you took some time off from like physically training, but I'm sure in that and you may have told me you did do some like walking, you were active, you walked a dog. So like there's a difference between completely shutting it down and not doing anything whatsoever versus hey, I'm going to do less wear and tear on my joints and maybe I'll just take some time off that way. Um, so that would be my, it's my advice would be depends on the individual and there's ways to rest in between and there's ways to lower your your intensity in between. Yeah, so that's pretty spot on. Mine was just basically low intensity, very low impact of like going for walks, taking all out for walks. Um, and that was it. That was really the extent of it. Nothing nothing beyond that stretching, but I mean, I don't really, I don't ever think of stretching as working out. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just the way my mind works. But yeah, I think part of it was, and it might, for me, I think what's going to work for me is that, um, having a week dedicated to that. Cause what I've found is the reason I was on go basically from March until now wasn't because it takes 75 days. It's a lot longer than 75 days. I failed like two or three times without that. So like with 75 hard, if you miss something, you have to start over from day one. Um, and it's hard given the name. So, um, you tend to forget something or miss something here or there. So I had to restart a couple of times to where I was probably doing 75 hard for a lot longer than 75 days with just like one slip up here or there. But the main thing was always restarting the next day. And with that came like no rest at all. Cause you're doing two workouts a day as well as all the other tasks. So, for me, the part of it was when I was doing my rest week last week and finally taking time to like fully unplug, it was almost like demotivating to the other parts of my life and the other things I was doing because I felt like I was so far off my routine that I couldn't be as productive or have that kind of spurts of energy um, because I was taking. 
I was purposely taking my discipline away, which is why I'm considering starting 75 hard again, because I got so used to that routine of having at least a workout a day. But when I was actively on 75 hard, two workouts a day, plus focusing on making sure I drink a gallon of water, the reading, all that stuff. So for me now, I'm trying to get back in the groove and I feel like I'm just going to kick it off with that again and make it to where I am intentfully making this part of my routine. So when I look at rest weeks, I don't think of it of I'm throwing out my discipline, but I'm being disciplined in a different way that challenges me outside of forcing me to go work out. It's more forcing me to not and actually take care of my body the right way to rest and recover in between. Yeah, I think the goal there is just, you've essentially said it's just consistent movement. It doesn't mean movement like, hey, lifting weights and doing jumping jacks and doing something so high intensity um, physical. It just means movement. It could be movement of how you control yourself mentally with your um, routine, with reading, uh, time with others. It's just consistent movement and not like staying still. I know for myself with training, I've done two cycles of three month windows of training. So six months total. And, and every four weeks, I consistently progress that program. And then after those three months, I take that entire program and I completely refine it to something new. So I essentially trained for six months straight. Um, and that included some heavy dumbbell work, some kettlebell, some barbell. And by my second part of it, so, you know, the last three months, I was not necessarily burnt out, but kind of close to it. So I've changed my entire routine for this week where instead of training four days a week and doing full body, I'm just going to do three days and my other two are cardio. So that way, when I go back into it next week, it's I'm refreshed, but I didn't really take time off. I'm still doing close to the same amount of intensity, but I'm just kind of mimicking it a different way. Yeah. I love that. I think that's, that's the key to it is finding the the things that work best for you um, that kind of can keep your routine going even when you're trying to change things up or need to change things up to keep things fresh, um, to keep going back to that point of building your own self-discipline as you're on your journey. Yeah. And I think the one thing we've kind of harped on is just change of scenery. Jason's brought it up when he's asked about like my camping trip. Um, we've kind of talked about a little bit with change of circle as far as who you have in your circle. Sometimes you need a refreshing reset like that. And it doesn't mean you're completely cutting off people or a chapter, but there's different seasons for everything. So with the change of scenery, I won't go into the full story because um, we talked about it a full a few times. I went camping two weeks ago at this point now. And that's something, you know, everybody makes fun of me as Jason brought up. I'm a, a city boy, essentially. And uh, camping with the change of scenery and being in just the nature, like completely reset everything, my sleep, my, my mood, my recovery. And it was the best thing I've ever done. So um, that change of scenery was important. Have you ever felt like your change of scenery, whether with a group of people or even like a vacation has really helped you? Like what's one thing that stands out? Yeah, I think it's it's almost needed. Um, one thing I look forward to it every year now, we've been we've done it twice. Um, so not long, but after the first one, I was never on a cruise before um, two years ago. And that was the single most relaxing vacation of my life. Nice. And it's because you don't really have cell service as you're like going about, like you can, you have Wi-Fi, but what we do is intentionally, we won't get a second Wi-Fi. We'll just have one 
phone on the Wi-Fi to be able to con- like communicate to people like through Facebook Messenger or whatever, just for like kind of that necessity. But it allows me to completely disconnect from everything. There's no, you know, emails coming in from work. There's no random notifications coming to my phone all the time because most of the time I let Megan just have the Wi-Fi and I don't even take my phone when we go like for dinner and all that stuff. And it's just so nice to like fully unplug and not worry about anything. And you're kind of just in your own like world for a week at a time. And that, that for me has been the best recharge that I could provide myself. Cause it actually forces me to isolate. I could do the best I can um, when I'm here, but it's hard. Cause you have all those different temptations around you still. So. Yeah, no, I, I like that. You're, not necessarily forced, but you get kind of guided into, okay, this is going to be my next step of relaxation. It's this no cell service yeah. change of scenery physically and literally. And it's, you completely feel refreshed. You could spend time with somebody that you loved. That's exactly it. I still got a, I've never done a cruise. I don't know if I will. I maybe I'm just one. I'm a little scared of heights and then a lot of fast movement i guess in a boat or anything like that i used to have really bad motion sickness so that's a topic for another time i guess but just stay on a low deck then you don't have to worry about heights that's a good point yeah we'll see except for everything is on the top deck (laughs) all the pools and stuff so i'll just be by myself bottom of pool yeah, ship. Yeah. yeah, I guess just as a, a reminder as we get out of here, you know, the whole thing with routine burnout is you got to remember to fill your cup first. Um, you got to take care of yourself, rest, recovery. It's important. You know, the whole theme of Action Ignited is taking action every single day towards your goals so you can build your dream life. Sometimes that action isn't going and working out. It isn't doing that thing you need to do for your business, but it's taking time for yourself, making sure you have a good self-care routine to refresh and recharge so you can bring your best self to the other people that need you most. So we'll leave you with that and let's ignite your passion 